fuck is up duelists and welcome to pod of greed the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh podcast sponsored by kaiba corporation i am max aka duelists unknown battlegrounds mm, that's a good one hi i am sarah aka dark geroid show me takahashi's forbidden monster designs i can't wait to talk about that fucked up thing <laughs> i love it so much it's so fucked up um, dark, what if it was Dark Jeroid Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna nod and pretend that I've seen a single episode of Seinfeld. It's a good show. The man himself is, is it? half of the. It's funny when I was in high school. So that means it's it, not funny. Yeah, much. that's not really a good endorsement. I also watched <laughs> Family Guy in high school. So, hey, I got better. What can I say? Yeah, Seinfeld funny moments. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey. It's yeah. just you and me, baby. It's, hey, do you remember the very first episode of Pot of Greed a hundred years ago? Yeah, a throwback. It's it's just this again, but better. <laughs> Back at it again at Sub Crew. Sub Crew rides again. Sub Crew rides again. Sub Crew rides again. Sub Crew. Sub Crew. Sub Crew. That's going to be fun for the listener to hear. Hey, yeah, guess what? If you came here... Forget everything you know about the names of Joey and Tristan and Taya. It is true. It is. It is Who? solely Genochi, Honda, and Anzu hours. Who up? We are, and now you are. Yeah. Ah, God, it's been a fucking hot minute since I've watched any Yu-Gi-Oh. I have not watched Yu-Gi-Oh in a Christian month. In a Christian month, I forgot how much the sub OP fucking slaps. It's honestly, this is my favorite. My favorite opening, like so far. It's just fun. Yeah. It's called Wild yeah. Drive, and it truly is. It doth slap. It doth slap. Um, so we watched episode 122, Venue for the Finals, Alcatraz. I still, every time I hear it, I always like, yeah, you know, it's not like actually Alcatraz is in San Francisco, but what if it was? What if just like Kaiba Corp built this huge giant dueling tower like like half a mile out of like the city of San Francisco and everyone could just like see all this crazy stuff happening right now. I've got a theory for you. Oh? That in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe, this is the real Alcatraz. <gasps> because guess what's on the actual Alcatraz island, you know, on the east coast of America? E- who do we know in Yu-Gi-Oh? Verse who lives off an island off of the east coast of America or the west coast of America. Well, I was going to say Alcatraz is not on the east coast. I got I got my directions confused. Um, is it one Pegasus J Crawford? That's where he lives. Yeah, he lives there. So you're saying so you're saying he lives in jail? No, because jail is actually another island that oh. owned by Kaiba Corp. I to me America is a prison. Mm. Uh, Max, once again, keeping it real. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for the hot political takes and nothing else. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the blimp is a plane still. Remember, the- remember when the blimp was a plane? Remember when the blimp could have been a plane the entire time? Although I will say though, it was worth shedding its blimp cocoon and emerging as a beautiful plane butterfly to escape the vengeful fire ghost of Kaiba's adoptive father. It was a good moment. <laughs> it was. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Funny Moments. Yu-Gi-Oh! Funny Moments. Speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh! Funny Moments, the episode starts out with a reminder that Noah is still dead. Yeah, like, Mukuba's there just being sad, like, mm, hey, remember how we just watched a dead child die once again for the second time? <laughs> He's a ghost. He's like, you taught me what it be- means to be human. Goodbye forever. Don't ever talk about me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. these, like... Kind of all these episodes sort of function a little bit like a flashback episode or like a uh, what's the Clip the show. anime? Hmm. Yes, clip show. Yeah. Um, 
Because, like, there's just, like, a lot of flashbacks to be like, oh, hey, remember how Mai's in a coma? Oh, hey, remember that Janoichi has been beating Duelist this whole time? Remember that uh, Bakura got sent to the Shadow Realm? He actually kind of did. Even though this is the sub, he still got sent to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. I'll I get to it. I, you know, didn't like these episodes because of that. <laughs> As in the all the clip shit? This these three episodes could have been one episode without like <laughs> yeah. any of the nonsense clip show flashbacks. They cut to like flashbacks about my four different times. It is quite frankly preposterous. Yeah, it's um, it's um, virtual world disgusting legacy. It's like yeah, and I mean again, I I'm a virtual world liker. I I enjoy to see it just because of the end was you know just pure insanity. But like. If we didn't have virtual world, we wouldn't have needed these three episodes because we wouldn't yeah. need to, we wouldn't need a reminder of what happened half a season ago. Virtual world is kind of like Stardust Crusaders in that it sucks, but the end makes it all worth it. Yeah, you like you still need to watch it and you still need to experience. It's just like so much more drawn out than it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, our first hey remember this is uh, <laughs> hey remember the god cards. I I always do. I'm, I miss them, and I'm glad that they're back. Yeah, I, I liked to, I liked to see it, because um, yeah, Kaiba's on the blimp, like thinking about like, oh, the the god cards are so fucking sick. Which <laughs> same. Kaiba takes like ev- every hour on the hour. He like has a reminder on his phone, just kind of sit down and reminisce about the god cards and just think how cool they are and how powerful he's <laughs> yeah. going to be when he has them. Um. Yeah, we see a wee montage. Uh, Joey visits Mai. This is our first. Hey, remember how Mai's in a coma? She's, She's in a coma. I'm s- I'm still mad. They did my yeah. baby, my second favorite character. This is not fair. Yeah. Um, Joey's really mad as well. Uh, we... Oh. Uh, Isis is... Fuck, where's Isis? I've got down that Rab- Rabid Marek visits Isis and, yeah. like, is a dick to her. Yeah, like, right after we see Mai, uh, we cut to we cut to Rabid Malik, who's like, hey, where's Rashid? He's not where I left him. If you don't tell me where he is, like, I'm gonna use the rod to mind control you, because Isis removed her, um, Millennium Choker for some yeah. reason. I think she, uh, ga- yeah. she gave she it gave to it, Yami? She gave it to Yami. Right. Um, because, uh, Rabid... Malik says some stuff about like, ooh, no, it's because you give the Millennium Choker to the Pharaoh, you're vulnerable to my Millennium Knife. And, <laughs> and they, I forgot what there's a knife in it. Yeah. yeah what have you got he, there, Malik? <laughs> no! No! He's like, um, I could mind control you, but I won't. I have better things to do. See ya. So it's like... Yeah. He just basically, this scene is like, oh, remember how Malik's a villain? Here, here, he's going to say a bunch of threatening stuff and then stalk out of the room. Yeah. The, mo- the most villainous thing of all is, like, sauntering out in a gloomy way. <laughs> yeah. With his, like, cool cape and cool hair and, like, big tongue. His big, big bulging forehead veins. His big bulging forehead um, veins. And then, yet another reminder, Bakura's gone? Question mark? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, it's kind vacation. of like... Yami is, or I think it's Yugi actually, is like, oh, I'm visiting Bakura, but like, he's just standing beside his empty bed because Bakura's just gone. Yeah. Bakura's hanging out inside the puzzle that we know, um, but like, no one else knows that. Um, yeah. We get, we get a very, very sweet Yugi Yami moment. Like, my favorite things in the show are when Yugi just gets to talk with Yami, and Yami's kind of saying, like, hey, I feel like a bad person because of all the stuff I did in my past, I don't remember. And then Yugi's like, hey, you don't remember it, so you're off the hook, buddy. It's cool. Yugi, like, kind of fucking goes off on one in the way that only Yugi can. He's like, bitch, it's not your fault. You're not responsible for memories you don't remember. Exactly. You always try and protect everyone. It's not your fault. And he's just, like, so fucking supportive and the best child ever. I, it's, 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 it's righteous anger is what it is, like... His best motivation comes when he gets mad at someone who's, like, being down on themselves. Yeah, yeah. He just, like, like, punches them with love. He's like, you're worth it! I know! Fucking Yugi angry moments. (laughs) Yugi angry moments. Yeah. Um, And then, I think Anzu, Otogi, and Honda all show up in the doorway. And, and like, this is, like, the first disgusting snapback to reality. Like, oh, Honda's not a monkey anymore. I have to see him. (laughs) I have to see Uh, the face of Honda. 
how does here him and Duke are here together having their fucking shitty shit fuck balls? <laughs> throw him off. Well, actually, we can't throw him off the blimp anymore because the blimp is no more and it's also landed. Throw him off the tower. Although we are going to go up a very tall tower, plenty of opportunities <laughs> to someone to slip and fall precariously. What a potential energy up there, huh? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Actually, before we move on, I did yes. mention how the Shadow Realm exists in the sub. Um, because there is there was a flashback like a few minutes ago where to um the end of the Marek and Bakura duel mm-hmm. um where Yami asks where like oh where's Bakura and Marek says the line oh who cares where losers get sent after they lose a shadow game um which it just caught my attention because it's like oh the sub actually does have the shadow realm i guess yeah and, and they, they just don't call it that, but it's still there. It's just there. And I think an important thing that they mention in the show is that, like, you can still bring people back from the Shadow Realm. You just have to defeat the person who defeated them. Yeah. So that's, yeah. like, one of, like, another main motivation of Yugi to, like, beat Malik and rescue Bakura. Yeah. And, you know, same with Joey. He's like, I gotta yeah. kill Malik to rescue Mai. <laughs> I, um, I like, see, yeah, Yugi wants to beat Malik. Yeah, Joey wants to kill Malik. There's a difference. <laughs> I mean, it's not doesn't say he wants to kill Malik, but we we know we can does. read between the lines. Yeah. Um. What happens? So yeah, next? the rest of the squad here they arrive on Alcatraz Island. Oh. Kaiba does some like dramatic shit where he's like, "Step onto the island of Jolang," oh, and his like coat flutters around the place. It's very good. He he does that, and then Genochi <laughs> calls Kaiba the king of Mount Garbage. Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> he's like he, he like because because kaiba's talking about like oh well with the dual tower like one person will be raised above all and joey is like a uh, real communism ours i hate this yeah we we need we need equity kaiba um, yeah the only thing you're gonna stand on top is a mountain of garbage something i'm such a sucker for is when the heroes and the villains are kind of, like, forced to just, like, sit around and hang out with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's just, it's just Yami and Malik, like, quipping back and forth at each other. Like, Malik keeps on calling him your highness. It's just, like, I like when they get a chance Ooh. to talk with each other when they're not just, like, pontificating all the time in the duel. Speaking of Malik calling Yami your highness, did you notice how he calls Mokuba Mr. Organizer? He does! It's so good! And, like, Mokuba doesn't miss a beat. He knows, like, yeah, I am Mr. Organizer. What of it? The Mokuba we get in these few episodes, where he's just kind of, like, bratty to people and, like, defending his brother, it's, like, it's back at it again Mokuba. to, like, early Mokuba, and I love it. It's so Wait. good, yeah. He's just, like, back at his, like, season zero, like, sniveling rude kidness. Yeah, except this time, I love him, and it's way better. Yeah, this time we've had the character development of, like, Noah and everything, so now it's like, you've earned the chance to be, like, just rude to all your friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because Mark is like, Mr. Organizer, how are we going to decide the bracket? And Mokuba's just like, shut up. (laughs) Literally walk into the next room. Um, Yeah. And they're in a weird, very, very tall room. And it's like, f- it's basically an elevator shaft. Yeah, it's like an but elevator like, shaft. Big. There are like four doors on each corner of it. And they yeah. say, okay, for each of the, you know, semifinal people, you just got to pick a door. Um, they're... <laughs> they, they also say, they also say like, explicitly, like, it doesn't matter which door you pick, just pick a door. Yeah, it's so funny because Jinochi starts doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And like... For like, like it's like a twenty second long clip of him doing it, and he picks the door he wants, and Malik just like looks at him and walks right into it. Yeah, like He's everyone just, just kind of stares at Joey, like, "The fuck are you doing? Like, We're just gonna Yami. go through a door." Even, even Yami, Yami. He's like, "Pick a door, dude. It's fine. Don't worry about it." There's a, and there's just some really good animation of like Genoichi's face. He's expressive. Um, I like it. He it's is expressive. There is some like I noticed. There's some very like. Kind of like wobbly looking, but really fun animation in these episodes. Yeah, I, I, I've said this like, like so many times. I just love how each episode kind of has different art directions. So it's yeah. like it's like five little like slightly different shows within the one same show. Yeah, they all get in the little. Uh, it, it's like one of them card system things that like the cockpit you sit in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yummy. it's it's kind of a throwback to like the. Pegasus days. Yeah, back when they when had, they had this... little booths. It's cute. 
It's um, also kind of like the uh, a fuck. What was the one in season zero where Joey went on a game show? Uh oh yeah, against I Ryu something I think was the case yeah. It was name. like I want to say Ryuji, but I don't know if that was it. I think so. I don't know. Let's say it's right. But yeah, um, so yeah, they go in these little pods, and the pods like ascend the lift the the, the, the elevator shaft. <laughs> just 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 for you Americans, right. um, and yeah. So duelists, where are we dropping? Ah, it's a Fortnite battle royale. <laughs> you get a Fortnite. I mean, oh my god, literally. Kaiba dumped them on an island and is now making them like fight to the death. Yeah, to the death. It's it's to the death. It's good. It's it's a four way duel. Basically, the the way it works is that as you lose life points, you ascend higher, and the first two people to lose all their life points are matched up against each other in the finals, and the mm-hmm. two winners are matched up against each other in the finals. So it's like. On top of the card game, it's a meta game of like, who do I want to take out first to ensure that I have to face them or that I don't have to face them? It's interesting. I will say yeah. the execution of this leaves a lot to be desired because these three episodes were some of the most confusing episodes I've ever seen of this show. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Duke, Devlin, or sorry, <clears throat> Otogi, like, Speedwagon explains this all to us. <laughs> he does. Um, and we get like a little white, like Kaiba's thinking, oh, well, I want to duel Yugi so that I can get Yugi's god card before facing up against Marek, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think Marek is just like, I really want to kill the Pharaoh. Yeah. And Jonoichi and, and Yugi are like, well, we promised to fight each other, so those are our motivations. Yeah, it's it's like everyone kind of wants a different thing, so everyone has different targets in it. Yeah, um, I mean, this is like, you know, when pe- when you say like love triangle... That's obviously bad, where, you know, one person's after another person, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But in this circumstance, I like it. It's joke, love triangle, woke, dual square. Yes! <laughs> dual square. Dual square. <laughs> um, so, in order to, to like, choose the turn order, they have to sacrifice a card. It's like, you can play the card, and whoever has the highest attack gets to go first, but you can't use that card in the duel, and Kaiba's like, dude, I'll just burn a card that I won from, like, Battle City Racing for Pinks. Yeah, um, this is very in character of Kaiba, you know, as a CEO of a company, he's willing to exploit his high-level mm-hmm. monsters in order to get what mm-hmm. he wants. Sure, yes, correct. That That is Kaiba yep. to a T. Um, what's the order? Doesn't really matter, it's like... It is, it's kind of the order you think, it's like Kaiba, Marek, Yugi, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, of course Joey's last, of course Kaiba's first. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, was, and like, the, one of the Kaiba Corp employees, like, comes out and, like, explains the rules of the duel and stuff, and, like, there's kind of, there's just some wild shit here. Like, honestly, I fucking love, like, Battle Royale style. Like, it's my favourite way to play Magic the Gathering. Um, Th- they, they, um... I promise this will be a quick sidebar. In one of the Pokemon games, they did this. It was like a battle royale <laughs> kind of thing. It's like one on one on one on one, but it sucked Ooh. because the first person to like lose their one Pokemon, the battle just ends right away. So it would last like two turns. Okay, yeah. It's like yeah, not great. Yeah. Um. So we start like Kaiba. They all like set a card at first. Except I think I don't think Joey's able to. And yeah. Kaiba, Kaiba, like, just immediately coming out the gate with his quotes, he says, The ecosystem of battle. The food chain of battle. I'll show, yeah. you, that the, I'll show you that the weak isn't allowed to touch the lion. <laughs> like, what are you talking like, about, dude? When he <laughs> compared himself to a lion, the first thing I thought was, No, no, that's wrong. That's definitely not his fursona. But I can't no, think yeah. what his fursona would be. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess a dragon. It, it would be... But... Oh, a, yeah, a, mm, it might like, be a dragon. It feels too obvious. I feel like... I don't know. It would definitely oh, be like a predatory animal. I think I've got it. Mm-hmm. Wolf fursona. Oh my god, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like... No, he has that like... Per, he's not... Like, he isn't a lone wolf himself because he needs Mokuba around, but he's the kind of person who like always thinks he's like such a lone wolf and like... Oh my god, yeah, no. He's, he's a wolf. Confirmed. He's like... I'm a lone wolf, but at the same time, it's like, I'm the alpha of the pack, because he exactly. thinks that's a real thing. He can have it both ways, because he's Kaiba. Yeah. 
No, he's absolutely a wolf. Like, I will not take any other answer on this. You know, like, you got it in one. silver white wolf. Oh, yes. What's yummy? Blue eyes white wolf. No, I'm just thinking about what everyone's personas. I feel like we need, like, Dan and the rest of the squad here to, like, determine yeah. this. I mean, Let's we, we, we know Joyce is, we know Joyce is just, like, a regular yeah. dog. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, as confirmed earlier. As um, confirmed. In the text. Um. <laughs> the lore bible. Yeah. Oh, can I, before we end this episode, can I just yes. mention when, um, Yugi, like, kind of goes into the, you know, the mind puzzle to, like, chat with Yami and be like, so, how are you feeling about this jewel? Mm-hmm. What, what's going up, Ivo? Um, and Yami is kind of, like, confused because he's like, but the, there's three of them and I, I want to deal all of them with honor, but, uh, but, 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 and it's just really funny how it's like, bitch, this is a battle, battle royale. This is the kind of game where you, like, sneak around, you wait for other people to take each other out, and then once the opponents have weakened each other, like, you know, you take them out one by one. You, I fucking love playing Battle it's, Royale Magic. Like, that's how so I play funny. it. It's so funny. Like, Yami is such, like, a classic, honorable duelist that, like, any major twist on the rules like that is, like, the most confusing thing in the world to him, and it's very cute to see. Yeah, he's just... I know he's just really like straightforward, but and this is not this is not that fam. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and then just kind of Yugi just like smiles and nods and is like, "You'll know what to do." I'm like, "I love him. I love him." Um, so... do you want to do Queens of Games now or after the next break? Uh, let's do it now. I feel like the next two ones connect a little bit better. But, yeah. Right. Okay. This is going to be a shorter one, because there's only one person talking about a real video games. Yeah, um, pretty much. And, like, literally the only thing I've played still is Breath of the Wild and Untitled Goose Game. And I've already talked about both of those. So, what's what's the deal with Norman Reedus booty-ass Pokemon hand slap? Dynamax hand slap booty-ass Pokemon. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Norman Reedus booty-ass is a video game that happened, and it came out, and it's real. I'm looking at my. I'm looking at the case of it right now. <laughs> um, How is his booty ass? It's just his face, unfortunately. He, you don't got the. You got to get. I think you had to get the collector's edition to get like the full ass on the cover. Um, it's a it's good. Kind of game. disappointed that you don't see his full penis in the game. I read a Twitter thread about this earlier. You yeah, it's like if you try and turn the camera while you make him do a pee pee, he'll like shuffle <laughs> his body around. God, it's like fucking. <laughs> It, it's like, you. no matter how hard you try, you cannot see Norman's beepus. Um, <laughs> don't, don't listen to anyone else. Death Stranding is a good game. That's like my, my official take. It's like, it's so much less complicated, I think, than people think it is. Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Kojima game. It's going to have this like insanely complex winding narrative and, you know, super, super deep, complicated gameplay. It's like... Kinda, you walk around. It's, it's when like, you walk in. When you balk in. Hey, I'm walking here. When you balk in, but it has two of the B emojis because y- your baby is called BB. When BB. you balk in. Um, oh, I also heard you get to kill BTS. Yeah. <laughs> they had to change the thumbnail of that to how to kill a BT. Because <laughs> you can't say how to kill BTS. Um... <laughs> I can here. So here's like the super quick Jimin, elevator. Die. Yeah. What? <laughs> here's the super quick elevator pitch of like what the game is. It's after it's like set in the future. There's like holograms and stuff around. Um, something happened called the Death Stranding, where basically the veil between life and death was sort of torn open. Um, there's this place called the Beach now that's like kind of like the purgatory or afterlife, where basically like when you die in this world you kind of become like this death ghost called a bt or beached thing is what it stands for and the plot is that you're like the adoptive son of the president of the united states and like she's she's, like dying at the beginning of the game and she's like yeah right it's it's normal um and she's like hey you have to reconnect america you have to rebuild America. And thankfully, they never say make America great again. <laughs> otherwise, like, I was going to say. I would have ejected the disc and like torn it in the garbage. Um, 
But Do you think they did originally and then, like, edited it? I 100% believe that they originally, like, made it say Make America Great Again all over the place. And then even, like, either Kojima himself realized that that's not a good look or, like, literally everyone under him was like, please, sir, you cannot do this. <laughs> um, And, like, the main goal is essentially to use this little, like, device called a Cupid to, like, link up all of the disconnected cities around America while you walk from the East Coast to the West Coast to rescue your sister, Amelie. Amelie? Amelie? Um, I eat an egg with a spoon. Amelie? Um, she make a baby in the top? <laughs> coming to you soon on DVD, Amelie. <coughs> um, and, like, that's it. You basically have to, like, travel from the East Coast to the West Coast to rescue your sister while, like, linking up cities along the way. And then you'd, like, just do a bunch of deliveries. Like, it's a pretty cool system, honestly. Because huh. it, like the way you stack things on you and, like, how much you're carrying, like, seriously affects your movement. And if you're Ooh. not careful, you can literally trip on a small rock and beef it and, like, all of your cargo will, like, fly everywhere and get damaged. <laughs> and, like, oh. there's, like, cool stealth segments where you have to sneak around BTs. Um, the other night Thanks, I Kojima. got... To, yeah. The other night I got to the Mads Mikkelsen boss fight and, like, it was really rad. Um, I guess... You mean Rad Mikkelsen? It was Rad Mikkelsen. Skip ahead, like, 30 seconds if you care about chapter 4 spoilers for Death Stranding. You basically get, like, warped to, like, a weird, like, alternate version of World War One, Where, like, just bombs going off Jesus. everywhere, mortars and everything. And, like, the boss fight is in a trench maze as Maz, like, sends these skeleton soldiers to, like, hunt you down and kill you. So, like, you just get guns. And you're just, like, shooting skeletons that, like, explode into flames when they die. And then you, like, have to keep on shooting Mads until, like, you basically wake up and everything's fine. Oh. It's really weird. Also, Mads is like the father of your baby, your BB, the little like baby attached to you. He's like, God, I mean, I wish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mads would be my baby daddy. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, it's a fun game. It's not for everyone. But like, I walk, like, my job just involves walking around everything. So like, being able to do a cool fantasy version of that is just good to me. I enjoy the it. Imagine walking all day, but not being tired in real life. Um, yeah, that's that's my spiel. Although, that's really good. That's that's reminding me because I do have something I want to talk about because yeah. as you were talking about that, obviously the song Five Hundred Miles by the Proclaimers entered into my head. Da, da, da. Um um you know, and when I go out, you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man that um They played that at Ghost. They were, like Ghost played that song? Kind of. What? Um There was like oh there was a part of the gig which like and, you know, um, the girls were on stage, Papa was off fucking, or Cardi C even, whatever, he's Papa to me. Papa was off, like, getting changed into, like, mm-hmm. his fucking fifth costume or whatever. Oh my god. Um, and Joe, there was just, like, the guitarists, like, kind of vibing and riffing off each other and doing a kind of, like, funny, almost, like, vaudeville-esque act. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, I don't know which one, because I have never bothered learning how to tell them apart. <laughs> um... Just starts playing like the do 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 and like the very kind of recognizable like just just the chord sequence for five hundred miles like literally just the chord sequence just the intro and the crowd just started singing the words. That's so good because it was fucking Glasgow. Oh my and god! We got like basically the first verse up until the chorus was about to drop, uh, and then. You know, the girl stopped playing, and the crowd oh. just sang the chorus anyway. <laughs> yeah, you because... can't once once you get that boulder moving, you cannot stop it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was an extremely good case of like knowing that you're doing a gig in Glasgow, and then you're like, all I need to do is just learn the chords to the first verse of Five Hundred Miles, it, and they'll go apeshit. It's it's like the equivalent of playing the first four notes of Megalovania to like a crowd of gamers. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> What if what if Ghost played Megalovania? Mm, no, that would be pretty spooky. <laughs> what if the ghosts had like the one blue eye like Sans has? Wait, wait, Max. Yes, Ma- yes, oh my yes. god, Max. What? Max. Ah, Sarah? Yeah. Papa up? does ha- Papa has that. Just like Oh no, yeah, he does. Papa <laughs> fucking has <laughs> that. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> literally, god. he's Sans. He's He's sans. fucking Sans. Oh. Thank you, Ghost. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> oh, I think man. It's in a, is it in our emoji? I just typed no, in Appa. It's just a regular, what if Papa was just, Appa? It's just a regular Papa. Oh, it's, it's too small to see. It's too small to see, but he does have it in that picture. Anyway, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 
It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Episode 123, Battle Royale, Fortnite. Battle, yeah, uh, uh, PUBG. PUBGU. Um, so the last kind of, um, episode, sort of, we didn't mention it because we didn't really care that much. Kaiba, like, attacked Joey. Yeah. Um, but this episode opens up with Yami, like, intercepts Kaiba's monster with his own trap card. And this is kind of the first of many, like, I attack this player, but a different player uses a trap card and I had deflected onto a different player, and then this stuff kind of happens. Yeah, it's like, again, I appreciate that there's kind of a meta strategy on top of the fight strategy of, like, who do I want to take down first? But it's just so much to keep track of. It's just, like, I don't have enough space in my brain for all this to fit in. Yeah, like, honestly, I really... I really like that kind of shit just because, again, I fucking love playing Battle Royale-style Magic the Gathering. Um, And, like, using other people's cards to take down other people. But it's so confusing. Like, I didn't write down any of it. Oh, yeah. No, me neither. (laughs) So, like, Yuki intercepts Kaiba's attack. And then Kaiba starts going into... He's like, starts being rude about Jinochi. And basically says that, oh, I can see you're um, trying to keep... You're you're basically trying to protect Joey because you know that the only way you'll be able to face him is if you fight him in the semifinals because he'll be eliminated by either me or Malik. And it's like, you know, trying to be psychological warfare. And Kaiba's like, oh, like, why are you rigging the match in the finals? And it's like, dog, it's the point of the match to rig it. It's the point of the match to, like, (laughs) choose who to take out first. You're doing the same exact thing, which is, you know, very Kaiba to basically take a double standard and make it his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was... Is that where... Because he just, like, slagged... He just fucking roasts Joey for, like, yeah, yeah five th- th- minutes. I believe this is when he <laughs> kills Joey Wheeler's soul. Um, Because Dan posted the yes. version of his speech from the dub. Um, yeah, which I kind of... I'm skimming. Do you want to read this out? Uh, I, I will if you don't want to. I don't want to because I haven't read it yet. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So this is what Kaiba says to Joey as, like, after Yugi protects him. I'll do my best Kaiba voice. When are you going to realize that you don't have what it takes to compete in my tournament and you never will? And there's only one reason that you've made it this far. And that's because your little friend Yugi keeps bailing you out. You're hopeless. And if you ask me, I'd say that Yugi knows that as well. Think about it. Why else would Yugi waste his trap card to protect you, Wheeler? Because he doesn't believe you can protect yourself. And he's right. Not only do you not have the skills to get through this... You're still the only finalist without an Egyptian god card. And Yuki knows that the only way you'll ever make it past the semifinals is if he duels for you. Or perhaps he wants to duel against you next round because he knows it's an easy victory. I think Yuki's just afraid to admit that he hasn't believed in you from the start. And I don't blame him. It's so rude and so mean and so unnecessary. It's like, I feel like, you know, Kaiba roasting Joey. Yeah, yeah, standard stuff. We, you know, we're here all the time. But like, him roasting like him and joey's friendship is like whoa that's too far that's too far bro no 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 it's like you've (laughs) this is the last straw kaiba i'm going to destroy you the last straw he oh it's just it feels bad i don't like it Um, um but also i really like how this duel is kind of just a four way shade contest it really is and this really just kicks that off yeah. Um, we cut to um, Shizuka like holding Mai's hand like, in a yeah, coma. Like the, the second, the second flashback um, to Mai, which is really nice. I I think some of these flashbacks aren't reused footage. Like I think some of these flashbacks are like new stuff. Yeah, to be honest, because no, yeah, um, they're they're new. It's just like you could have done this all in one go. Yeah, but yeah, no, this one I like this one because she basically says you need to wake up. And so you can cheer Jinochi on because he's fighting for you. And it's like... Oh, oh yeah, and yeah. Mai is lost in the sand. She's lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we get we get a wee flashback, which I like, of um, Mai giving... Yes. She's got a lift from early in Duelist Kingdom and like whatever happens. But it's just really nice to see Mai being really nice to Shizuka. Yeah. And, like, she's really praiseful of Joey. Like, while he's not there, Mai's like, you know, your brother's really cool. I like him. Yeah, and I I love Mai so much. She's such a good character. Good. 
Um, the next wee bit is uh, Rashid is in a coma with Isis watching over him, being like, oh, I've hidden you away from my rabid brother. Yeah, and like Anzu walks in, who's possessed by Good Malik, and he's like, yo, you gotta get Rashid out of here because Rabid Malik's gonna come and try and kill him, probably. Yeah, okay, these flashbacks here I do really like, because I like to see, like, kind of baby Malik, like, in the tomb, kind of starting to go rabid yeah, pre rabid malik yeah um and then like rashid kind of holding him and hugging him and him be like no 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 so and then like helping him love it love it we we get like story about how malik stole two of the god cards he stole um raw and obelit or raw and slifer and obelisk? he's like what was that i just said obelisk obelisk <laughs> he's a big boy. He smash an egg with the fist. He's he's a thick blue man obelisk. Thick <laughs> um, blue man obelisk. Mallet goes to like the museum or like the vault. Kaiba, you have to feed me the salami. Seto Kaiba, Seto. You have to sacrifice monsters so we can become stronger, Kaiba. <laughs> oh my god, my waveform is like pure blue right now. <laughs> What if, what if instead of one gigantic obelisk, it was six small floating obelisks, but they were still thick? Six tiny little thick boys. (laughs) Hey, what if baby obelisk, like baby Yoda? (laughs) I have, Sarah, I have not been able to get baby Yoda out of my mind, and I never will. You should have seen, oh my god, I I showed it to Katie, and Yoda's her favorite Star Wars character. She started, like, cackling uncontrollably for, like, five minutes straight when I showed it to her. I love, like, I have not met a single person who's not obsessed with Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, like, and I will will never watch that TV show. Like, I don't care. I also heard that there was some, like, atrocious, like, uh, kind of labor exploitation that went on in the making of it. I will oh, never cool, watch cool, the cool, show, cool, cool. but I love. I will always look at Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby always. Yoda, Baby Yoda moved Werner Herzog to tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, how did we get here? Um, we're talking about Baby Obelisk. <laughs> um, oh, because uh, is trying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing. He's doing a heist. He he's wants Obelisk. Heist. Yeah. Yeah, he wants Baby Obelisk, which don't we all? Yeah, right. Um, he like he opens the door and Isis is right there, and she's like, "Obelisk isn't here, dude." And she calls a bunch of guards on him and the ghouls. And I realize this is where Sarah, you and I have made a blunder because we don't have any dub crew with us, so we don't know what they're holding because they're all holding guns in the sub. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I need. I, I'll need to like you know, ask, kind of- ask one of them later. And kind of assume that they're just, like, standing there? <laughs> Yo, they're just stance ready to throw down with these ghouls. Yeah. Ready to punch. Ready to do a hit. Yeah. Um, um Isis says, don't do a hit. Kind Malik of. starts whining about the pharaoh like he does every other episode. Oh, yeah. Isis is like, oh, but the- we've gotta protect the pharaoh and malik just strips to the waist and is like nah look at my tattoo nah this sucks we can't do this look at my reza hawkeye tattoo isis do you think i'm okay with this (laughs) yeah yeah um Um, (laughs) isis says malik you can't escape malik promptly escapes (laughs) yeah rashid launches a smoke bomb through the window and then isis like looks out the window and they're just riding off into the sunset Malik is sitting in the sidecar of Rashid's bike. Yes! It's like the least threatening getaway ever. He's just like daintily sitting there. He's like, bye. <laughs> like, and the best part is as Rashid rides away, all of the ghouls are running on foot after the bike. <laughs> it's so funny. Fuck, I didn't notice that. No, they're all just like running alongside. It's like, you can't go that fast, dude. You got to give us time to catch up. <laughs> Oh, I was I was laughing so hard when I saw that the first time. Uh, ghouls, ghouls get shredded legs. You can actually, if you scroll up to when Dan posted the screen caps, you can see he said the same thing. <laughs> they just have to hoof it behind the bike. Oh, fuck, wait. I'm looking at this now, yeah. and this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, oh, it's, 
Yeah, it's, my boss flies off in a cloud of smoke, and when the smoke clears, I'm <laughs> furiously running after him. <laughs> when the smoke clears, I'm thirty feet behind it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we get we get more flashbacks. We we see Pegasus for a hot minute because she's like, yeah. yeah, Pegasus discovered the murals with the god cards. Um. What happens next? Uh, we just kind of flash back forward. Isis is like standing over Rashid's comatose body, like thinking about yeah. destiny and stuff. Um, and then we cut back to the duel. I think she like thinks about destiny, and then we cut back to the duel, and the Millennium Puzzle goes ding because it's destiny or whatever. It's destiny. Um. But a bit of a. I think this is when like actual duel happens, and like I'm gonna I'm keep it. I'm gonna keep finally, it. Finally, I could like, not write any of this down. <laughs> halfway through the second episode, finally, someone loses a goddamn life point. And like it's it is the most back and forth we've ever had because it's twice as many people dueling. It's just like so much stuff happens. Like the last thing I have is like Yuki tributes Gardner for Archfiend Milfer, and then my next note is so much is happening. Please make it stop. <laughs> is this uh, the, uh, the the democratic debate? Because there sure is a lot of deflection going on here. Well, yeah, I guess you did say you're here to provide hot political debate. Yeah. <laughs> the prophecy is fulfilled. Um, yeah. Oh, one thing I do want to highlight yes, yes, yes. here is that um, Joey loses some life points, and then he retaliates to Kaiba, and like the thing that Kaiba says is, "How dare a scrub hurt me?" Sarah, um, do you count how many times Kaiba calls Joey a scrub in this episode? Like it starts here or hereabouts, and it's just like every time he refers to Joey, he's like scrub. He calls him a scrub six times over the course of these episodes. It's so funny. It's I thank you. No scrubs. No scrubs. Did you, I don't want did no you, scrubs. Did <laughs> Did you count the like uh, recap part of the next episode? Uh, I counted. I believe so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got um, six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is pretty much the end of the second episode. Yeah. Um, uh, one one last funny thing to note is that, like, at, at one point, it's like, you know, you rise as you lose life points, and Jinochi was, like, pretty high up. And, like, at one point, it's, like, the camera's on, like, Kaiba or Yugi or whatever, and then you hear, it, like, really far in the background, what are you doing? And it, like, goes up to Joey. It's, like, his voice is, like, faded out because he's so high up above everyone else. It's very nice Foley work. Uh, of course, Joey's really high. Ha 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 ha. Ah, Actually, I don't. I don't okay. Uh, Joey does smoke weed. Mm. I'm not sure about that one. I mean, Honda and Duke do all the time. I think. I'm going to pass on this one, Chief. I feel like he's inherited his father's alcoholism, to be honest, just to be yeah, a sad one. Yeah. Um, can't, the last can't have thing. Too much that, fun here. Yeah, we can't have too much fun. The last thing I want to mention in this episode is, yes. like, Kaiba's final thoughts are like, okay. If I lose now, then that might mean I would be able to duel Yugi in the semifinals, which is the thing he wants. And mm-hmm. then he's like, but I've, I'm never going to lose a duel. Yeah. He's just yeah, like, yeah. I could lose and get what I want, but I end up about that life. Yeah. Why lose when, and get what you want when you can just simply choose to win and get what you want anyway? Exactly. I mean, he he did. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So, everything's coming up Kaiba. Everything's coming up Kaiba, and everything is also coming up episode 124's player's opponent. Hmm. It's, it's coming up, Scrub. It's it's coming up, Scrubs. Um, so we see, we start out seeing everyone's life points. Yami has 3,000, Genoti has 3,300, Kaiba's 2,200, Malak has 1,700. Uh, bleh, Jerry Seinfeld's here. <laughs> yeah. Mal- oh, I think this is when Malik summons Dark Geroid. Yeah. Um, and it has the effect of luring op- opponent's monsters attack by 800. And, and honestly, the, it ha- every single turn that anyone plays in this episode, they're like, and my monster does this, and I'm going to attack... And it kind of gets me every time. I'm just like, it's, oh, who's he going to attack now? It's, it, these episodes do have a very good sense of dramatic tension because it's like, oh, like not only do we have the stra- the strategiz- stra- strategization, it's not a word, the it is strategies, the, the strategizing, I'm like tripping over my words right now. Strategizing? But we have like, 
Thank you, Sarah. Strategizing. Got it. <laughs> yeah, strategizing. Yeah. I have I ran out of water to drink. My mouth is so dry. <laughs> um but it's also Ooh, like Max, oh. you have to water me. <laughs> Norman, you have to water me. Norman, you have to drink your monster energy and pee on a ghost to make it go away. You can do that in the game. Fuck. Um uh, but it's like, oh, who will I attack with this one? And he decides, Malik decides to use Dark Joy to attack Genochi. Um, and like, as it's about to attack Garfield, the Iron Knight, who gets, whenever the attack <laughs> wins go down, the monster just gets shrunk a little bit. It's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, he tosses his skull dice out and <laughs> Malik's like, you, you only ever rely on luck. And Joy's like, be quiet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude. So what? <laughs> it works. Shut up, virgin. <laughs> Okay, boomer. <laughs> Are there any? Who, the only boomer in Yu-Gi-Oh is like Sugoroku. Yami. Yami's not a boomer. If you're five thousand years old, that's more than a boomer. Okay, I guess he's also sixteen at the same time. Yeah, this is true. He's he's guess it averages out to boomer. <laughs> it averages out to like around a, like fifteen hundred years old, which is the boomer. Um, croquet is a boomer. Question yeah, Kukai is a boomer, and then Pegasus is a millennial, and then fucking everyone else is fucking Gen Z. Remember that Pegasus is like 27 years old? I fucking know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, after that, happens. there's a Shizuku in my scene, which, again, whatever. It's like, it, this one's like, again, each each time they cut to Mai, a little more we see, and this one is also just like really, really sad, because like, my hears Shizuka talking to her, and she's like, who's talking to me? But like, she's like, neck deep in the hourglass at this point. And it's, yeah. like, almost dead. And it's, like, don't like to see this at all. No, thank you. Yeah. On the, you know, seeing my lost in the sand, all it really did was remind me how, in the manga, it's bugs. And it's I said, mm, don't like that one, chief. Don't like that one, scrub. That's free protein. <laughs> Why does my, the largest organism in the hourglass, simply not eat <laughs> all of the bugs and remove herself from the shadow realm? And even if you can't get out, at least you have a little more room to move around when there's no more bugs. Yeah, and you're no longer hungry. <laughs> you're full of that nice animal protein. You have to chitin. Uh, <sighs> hey, do you, can before. you can you describe Dark Geroid? Okay, Dark Geroid is like it looks like it's made of a garbage bag. Like that's like the texture of its skin. It looks like a horrific centaur. Like a weird kind of like. It's, it's like, body's, like, dark blue, and it has glowing red eyes. Its top half is, like, vaguely monstrous. It has, like, the arms and the head and all that. But its bottom half also has a face on it, but it's, like, a really dumpy, stubbly bottom half. It's just... Okay. We- it's okay. weird. You know what? To me, it's like if a guy was on all fours, and then the guy had another guy growing out of the top of their head. Yeah? Oh, like- my God. The card art is even worse. Oh, oh! I got a, I got a good list. I'm this. Dark. No, I, I got it. I got posted in the. It, it, the card art is like grotesque. It's profane. I didn't realize it had like two big fingers coming out the back. And it's full of fucking veins. Wait, are those fucking? Is that a fucking titty? Oh no, those are its eyes. Those are its eyes. I thought for a second it had glowing titties, but it has glowing eyes. But the <gasps> eyes are in place of its fucking. It that the head is on its. Jo- what the this card? Takahashi, stop this. Did Takahashi, like, designed a Dark Souls boss before Dark Souls existed? D- yeah. It's, it's icky and scary. I don't like to see him. I mean, it's icky and scary, but I kind of do like to see him because it is pretty sick. If Dark Jared wore pants. <laughs> <laughs> if Dark Jared wore a skirt. Ah, okay. Shout out to Jared who got a skirt. Shout out to Jared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got caught up talking about this horrible man. <laughs> yeah, um, he's just. Where are we? He's just so horrible. We okay. Here we go. No, we got. We got like. We got like a really good scene. Uh, we see this is like another flashback. Jinochi's talking to Anzu in like one of the blimp corridors. Um, and he oh basically, yeah, this part. This part's so rad. I love it so much. He basically saying like. 
you know, I told I, I, I told Yugi that I'll become a true duelist to duel him and win Red Eyes back because, you know, yeah. like, that's what that's like my personal quest. But now, like, I don't know if I'll be a true duelist by the time I'm able to duel Yami or by the time I'm able to duel Yugi. But if I can defeat Malak and rescue Mai, then I'll know that I'm a true duelist. It's just like, ah! It's yeah. so good! And, like, the scene opens up with him, like, punching the blimp wall because he's just so mad at Malik for putting Mai in a fucking coma. Yeah. Understandable. Um, and, yeah, and Anzu's just there, like, sort of comforting him and stuff. And, um, like... And and we see Shizuka kind of pop her head out of of Mai's room and like here she's like Oni-chan, it's it's cute, mm, it's nice, mm. it's a tender moment. And then, and then we cut back to the duel oh, yes, 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 where yes. Um, Yami is just about to attack Marek's dark Jared. <laughs> we get even more just delicious, delectable motivational speeches. Um, Joey. Joey fucking oh. yells time out, though. <laughs> In order to, like, ask Yami, like, hey, what is a true du- what is a true duelist? What is a man? And then we cut to Honda, like, 500 feet below, and Honda <laughs> says, a true duelist wouldn't call time out during someone else's turn. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Honda, you're not in the tournament, so... Yeah, it's just, and also, it's, I think we got a question about this, but it's really funny how, like, the deal is happening, and the guy, the lads keep going up and up, and then everyone's still left on the floor, just kind of looking up, like, where are they now? Yeah, right? I, like, I think they have, like, a tin can on a string that they can communicate with when they get too <laughs> yeah. high up. Um, but yeah, after Joey yells time out and asks Yugi what a true dealist is, then we get the fucking good, awesome speech, sexy oh, saxophone, yes. time, fuck it up. It's I love I love that the the soundtrack of the sub is always so good at including just like the sickest instrument solos behind the most important moments. I have this saxophone solo like downloaded and I am going to use it in Pottery High one day. Yes. It's like so he asked Yugi previously, you know, what's a true duelist? And then he says I he says how he came to Battle City to find out what a true duelist is and he's learning. He says that Yami taught him how to never give up and believe in the heart of the cards. Honda taught him to trust his friends in difficult times. And then, like, a five-minute-long flashback to just all of his other duels that I just, like, could not handle sitting through. Yeah. Which basically is, like, uh, the duels with everyone, like, taught me to, like, learn my shortcomings. Yeah, like, we basically, again, clip show season here again like we see basically every single duel in battle city that joey won or was it jonamichi won um which i'm kind of like yeah yeah okay we get it but also it's just kind of good to see okay seeing weevil like i saw his little fucking butterfly shoelaces and i was like oh hey it's max (laughs) is me that's just me (laughs) yeah i i am an anime now yeah as it turns out just seeing Weevil gave me fucking Necrocon flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and also reminded me that, like, Rex isn't in this tournament. Where's Rex? <laughs> Rex is... No, see, Re- we- Weevil went out to do the tournament, and Rex had to, like, stay home and watch their pets at their apartment together. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the point is kind of that Joey is a good duelist, Kind of because he sucks and is able to learn from his shortcomings and like isn't overconfident and stuff like that. Um, but the, to me, the like the culmination of this speech and flashback sequence was Joey like makes the same point as Kaiba did in his roast earlier. Yeah, he's he's like, kind of like Yugi. Stop defending me. Yeah, he's he says Yugi. I want you to attack me. I want you to make it hurt. I want you to kill me in one shot. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, he does! And then he does! He does! And then he does! And like, yeah, because Yami nods and the ghost of Yugi behind him also nods. Like, do of them nod? It's... It, you, know, yeah, you know when both Yugi and Yami nod that, like, someone's about to get their ass beaten. Yeah, and it's Joey this time. And it's Joey... Well, before it's Joey, it's mm. Malik. So... Malik. What happens? Kaiba calls him to scrub. Scrub counts now at six. That's the final scrub count, I believe. <laughs> scrub points enough. Um, so basically, like, Genochi attacks Kaiba, even though Kaiba is, like, it'll, like, self-destruct Genochi. Okay, this part was yeah. so fucking good. Yes, honestly. yes, yes, yes. Because, yes. like, Joey is at the top of the of the lift shaft, mm-hmm. uh, and 
everyone is kind of like, okay, yeah, he's gonna like attack Marek so he can like beat Malik and then, you know, they can both lose, blah blah blah. And then he fucking attacks Kaiba and everyone's like, what, what, what? Nani? The fuck are you attacking Kaiba for? What's it gonna be the hit? It, oh man. It's like, he attacks Kaiba. Kaiba plays like the uh, grenade ring thing hmm. that, um, God, I wonder like, what that is in the dub. I don't know, yeah. D- I don't definitely know. not like pineapple grenades. You can't show that in four kids. <laughs> yeah, what if it was just pineapples? Oh, I like that. Kind of flavorful. Yeah, um, then this turns it back on Joey. And Joey flips another trap card, like as he's about to get destroyed, called uh, Pain, Spell of Pain, which transfers the damage Joey would have taken to Malik. It's like, and then Honda, the bastard of all of our lives, says, it's just like you to benefit at someone's expense. <sighs> like, dog. Did. Um, but yeah, I really, like, the way that they kind of sell this, like, transference of damage, like, you know, the damage comes back to Joey, and, like, his monster is destroyed in a big cloud of smoke, and then, like, before the smoke clears, just we see Malik's life points drop to zero. Yeah, and um, he's like, what? I got hurt? And everyone's like, what What? What? What happens? And then they explain Circle of Pain, what happens, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, it's, it's good. And, it's good. Like, Yami has a little monologue about how this was really smart, because it was like, Joey basically used Kaiba's trap card to yeah. destroy Marek. Um, yeah. And and then Kaiba just, like, sends his Blade Knight to, like, like straight up, like, bop Joey on the head. Yeah. And he's happy about it. He's happy about it. He loves to get beat. Because he's then, a fucking bottom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a sub-bottom. <laughs> um, and then he goes to, he's up at the top of the shaft. And he's like, he goes to Malik. He's like, yo, thanks for waiting. Yeah. It's like, it's a very Goku moment. Yeah. Yeah. He's so cheeky. He's, he's a cheeky bugger. Yeah. Um, and that's Yu-Gi-Oh. That is Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna check the times are four questions. So, first anonymous question says, if there was a five-way duel between our wonderful hosts, what game would you want it to be to secure your victory? Um, um, for, for me, Pokemon. Or a racing game, I think. Hmm. I mean, I've spent like half this episode talking about how much fun I have at uh, Magic the Othering five-way matches. Um, so obviously it's gonna be that, but that's the kind of boring answer. Um... But hey, what if we had to do like a synchronized dance and the person who was worst at it like got booted? Oh my god. Dancing with the stars, but it's just yeah. us. Dancing with the hosts. Dancing with the hosts. Uh, uh, dance, dance, podcast host club. Okay. That was, yeah. that was a lot. That was too many things. Sorry. <laughs> If we if we apologize for all of our long winded jokes, then we would still like be recording like our third episode. Mainly, I'm apologizing for referencing the terrible show of around high school host club, um, <laughs> which I have the soundtrack for open because I was good at put good, some of the it's music. A good soundtrack. It's a pretty good soundtrack. Uh, our second question: I really like the way this is worded. Does anyone else feel like Joey is being more of a protagonist about this Battle City arc than Yu Gi Oh himself, or is it just me? <laughs> It's like Mario Mario is his full name. Remember when the fucking Dark Dammit fake from last episode called him Yami Yu-Gi-Oh Yugi? It was so good. That's his true name. That is his name, and I will be referring to him as such forevermore. The, tr- the true name of the pharaoh. Yeah, is is Yami Yu-Gi-Oh Yugi. Yu-Gi-Oh Yugi. Um, uh, yes. Sorry for season five spoilers, guys. Yeah, you you you, you all know by now. Yeah. Um yeah, it's we've said this before. Joey is absolutely the protagonist of this season, like, but easily. Yeah, especially if this episode. These episodes were like completely Joey centric, and it was all about how like Joey making the choice to focus on Mai and you know developing and being like, "Hey, uh, Yugi, kill me in one shot. Make make it kind make of quick. It, make it yeah. hurt. It's it's like how like you know Yugi was the protagonist of Duel's Kingdom, obviously. Um, Kaiba was the protagonist of Virtual World. But, like, yeah. Joey's been the protagonist of Battle City. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it's, it. It's like, it's like how Bruno's the main part, main character of Part 5. It's subversive. Yeah. yeah. Um, our third anonymous Tumblr question is, okay, is actually from Moorishmallow. 
that is that is that. Uh, he asks, uh, "What roles would y'all play in a museum heist, and what would y'all be stealing?" Oh man, this is good. I oh, I know what we'd be stealing. Yes, yes, yes. We'd be stealing uh, ancient artifacts from the British Museum and returning them to their original cultures. Yes, perfect. Of course, we're stealing the sarcophagus of King Tutankhamun. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we're going to steal the Easter Island head and take it back to Easter Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, okay. In a what very our... secretive and stealthy heist. Yeah. <laughs> what would our roles be? Yeah. Like, okay, so what are... There's, like, the acrobat, the, like, the face, the, like, the pickpocket. Oh, I've played Blades in the Dark. I know how this works. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, there's like the sneaky one, there's like the actor one, there's like the one who can do fighting, there's the one who can do magic, which I guess in this situation is like the hacker. Um, there's, oh, there's the nerdy one, which that's also kind of the hacker. Fuck. There's the guy who makes explosives. Oh, that's fun. I anyway, think that's five. Which of us are this? I would, okay, I would be, I would be the hacker because I studied computers. I studied programming and all that. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, like I forget that you don't have one brain cell and that you're not actually Hiroki in real life. Yes, Sarah, I forget to. <laughs> <laughs> and that you tutor fucking calculus. Yeah. And, and chemistry and physics. God. <laughs> That's too many things. It's um, a lot of things. Um, I would be the hacker, I think. I feel I think... like... Feel, I don't know I don't, why I'm feeling this vibe, but I feel like Elliot would be demolitions. No, yeah, I can see that. Um, he's, very, he's he's very he's very crafty in that regard. Yeah, I mean, well, I was gonna look, say explosive. He, he he demolishes our psyches on a near daily basis, so it yeah, makes sense. he's the damage dealer of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically, we roll it to the British Museum. Elliot makes a bunch of homestuck references to the guards, killing them instantly. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? Should I, I've forgotten the other rules. There was a, I think, a, like a pickpocket? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, f- I feel like I'm out of ideas. Scrub. Scrub. <laughs> like, I, I guess, I mean, I could be the pickpocket because I got fairly nimble thingies. Hmm, yeah, you got, you got the, you got them sewing thingies. Yeah, I'm very bad at lying, so I couldn't be the face. I think D- Dan Dan can be the face. I think Dan, since like he has experience doing like a billion different role playing games. I think yeah, he has yeah, the... that is true. Like Dan is, and I'm going. This is on the record. Dan is the best player of game that I've ever DM'd for in my life. D- Dan Dan has the charisma to to get it done, and I think our our guy will be the muscle. Ar- Argyle, like if it, when it comes to a fight, Ar- when it comes to a fight, a uh, fight, a flight, a fight, a flight, Argyle will just like lay out any guards in the way while we carry by hand the Easter Island head out of the British Museum. Yeah, 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 perfect. Um, and so that's was... Oceans Nine coming to you in theaters soon. <laughs> Oceans, the big five. <laughs> Oceans five. <laughs> you get five. You get um, five. Yeah, we've got an, uh, our we've got a wee question on the Discord from Flutterdark here. Yes. Um, who just kind of mentioned, do the lifts, specifically when they're shot to the roof after the duel, remind anyone else of the Evangelion launch platforms? Like, yes. Fucking it's just the same thing. Literally, though. Hey, you know how there's the game of hundred foot robot golf? Yes, narrated by the McElroy brothers. Yeah, that's the only reason I know about the game. What if yeah, it was like hundred foot? robot card game oh where is Yu-Gi-Oh? they're in mechs but like they don't need to be <laughs> it's hey, just hey, t- tm 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 um that's a really good idea yeah um also how do you think swords of revealing light would work in a four-way they ask as well okay um, i got it yes uh, instead of instead of one effect of swords of revealing light happening over three turns for one person it's one effect happening one turn for three people. It's, it's okay. Transitive. It's transitive. Okay. If you were dueling two people, it would last for two turns on both. The math doesn't add up there. 
Come on, Max. Whatever. Use your calculus skills. It would it would act on the two people for one and a half turns. <laughs> yeah, during the uh, first main phase, but not the second main phase. Okay, there we go. Mm. I can't remember if that's a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh! Or if I'm just thinking magic again. I think that's all of our questions. Um, we don't have questions. a Dan, so therefore we're not going to have a post-episode segment because none of us are powerful enough to handle it. Yeah. Um, but they did want us to give a wee shout out to the podcast uh, Book of Medora. Book of Medora. It is a it is a podcast about Zelda lore and like theory crafting, and they have just finished its their final episode talking about like the Zelda timeline and just how completely buck wild bonkers it is. Yeah, I know this because of the first unruffled video. It's yeah, um, it's it's like check it out. I I've listened to a couple. It's a very fun. It's a very fun show. Yeah, if you want all of the Zelda lore. All they got it. it, baby. They got it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we have been Pot of Greed. You can go to potofgreed.tumblr.com to send us questions. Um, you can go to at Pot of Greedcast on Twitter. You can visit kaiba.online to join our Discord. Where I'm vaguely, I vaguely asked Elliot to, to sort of mock up a shitty website for yes. kaiba.online, which I don't know he may do one day. Maybe one day we'll have a cool, 90s style shitty website Who but knows? until then it takes us it takes you to our 90s style shitty discussion room <laughs> exactly uh i have been sarah you can find me on the internet at ceramic costumes um or you can visit my etsy shop which is called really big dice and use the discount code discount code kybercorp for 21 percent off it sells really big dice they're good dice folks they're big um they're they're big and good um, I'm big and good. I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and most anywhere else at Maxi Bajillion. And that's that's yeah yeah that's the, that's the thing. I um beat Maz Mickelson in a trench and sat him face down. Goodbye. I set I set myself face down in my seat and launched myself out of Alcatraz Tower, killing me instantly. Yeah. I set myself face down in the dirt and then I sneakily roll over trying to snatch a glimpse of Norman Reedus's Beepus, but then he shuffles away from me. If you if you zoom the camera in on his like crotch region, he punches the camera. Alright, Norman Reedus booty ass bye. <laughs>